Hello everyone and welcome to a review discussion for Mobius Front 83, a new computer uh, video game software by Zachtronics. Uh, here to talk to me in a review capacity is Irrational Passions Everyman, Scott White. Hi Scott. Hey Jared, how's it going dude? I'm okay. Um, I know um, there's been a fervor this week about a particular game handled by PR outfit Pop Agenda. Um, that's just all the rage. Yeah. Uh, around the same time, to reveal, to pull the curtain back a little bit, around the same time that I know our website was soliciting to try to get our hands on that uh, that particular colorful uh, bite. Uh, game about gummy people um, we also kind of were approached about this one um, a game I had never heard of same uh, a game that, that kind of didn't I didn't even know what's a thing um, Mobius Front comes from Zachtronics who I do recognize they are a puzzle game outfit for the most part um, I think the biggest thing um, I've could probably identify that they made was Ironclad Tactics mm -hmm. way back in the day. I say way back in the day. I think it was more like I don't know, 2013 or something like that. Um, Which was the alternate also, history version of the Civil War right. with steam-powered military robots. Uh, which is, you know, a bit foreboding. Um, they also made Opus uh, Magnum, which was kind of like a... It's in the same vein of Infinite Factory, which they also made, um, those kind of games where you just kind of have to make a system and like watch it work, and, and your your job is to um, manage efficiency for the most part. Opus Magnum was a version of that that was also kind of like a puzzle game, uh, but the puzzles were kind of open ended. Um, I know it made its rounds really in, in GIF form for the most part. Um, people wrote about it, but I remember you know there was a solid six months uh, of people just sort of reblogging little videos of watching their little machines and little gears turn and whatnot. Um, but this is their first really sense ironclad tactics, their first like let's make a tactics game again um, game. And the setting kind of irregular for them. Just kind of a Cold War game about the US military. In a sort of advanced wars aesthetic, but with a twist. Um, mm -hmm. Turn-based hex maps. Uh, everything is lethal. Um, I wouldn't say it's as um, the, the the unit balance isn't as like straightforward as say an Into the Breach, but. Um, there are a, a sort of a small group of types of units and you kind of get the gist of what they're good at you know the first or second time you use them so when you see a thing on the field you're, you you start to recognize pretty quickly like what that thing does um, it's not as you know legible or like simple as some of these other games that in the space is playing in but um, it definitely has an inspiration um, so I guess to start, how far have you gotten in this game? Because um, I've gotten through the first 
act kind of thing. Um, I've really enjoyed it, but I was incredibly uh, taken by surprise with how difficult this game is. Yes. Even on standard. Like, first level out of the tutorial, I died. I was like, wait, what is happening? Um, but really impressed with the voice acting in this game is top notch. Like, they got some big actors for it. Um, I love the graphic style. I think they like, nailed that. The combat's great. Um, and yeah, I think it, for a game I've never heard of, it's incredibly impressive, I think. I think, um, so I'm also writing a, um, a feature about this game. And I think when I wrote the feature, I wasn't as far as I am now. Mm-hmm. I'm into the second uh, chapter or actor. I don't remember how they separate this. But um, I know that I don't, maybe I don't think my opinion about how the game plays has changed, but my opinion about the story has changed from mm-hmm. chapter to chapter because it finally, it really opens up after the first or at the very end of the first chapter, things change mm-hmm. completely. Um, and I think the, the the first thing that strikes me outside of the gameplay and what I think will last for this game for me is kind of just how strange this story is mm-hmm. and how well they told it like these slow burn kind of patient uh, storytelling things don't always work for me in, in uh, especially strategy games but really video games in general where like every mission there's like a little clip and then you can, there's another mission and then there's a, mm-hmm. like another clip I think that can be that can feel tedious a lot of times but i feel like in a game like this or i I guess specifically in the story they're telling in this game um, that piece by piece almost like episodic reveal of like the bigger machinations of the story really worked for me Mm -hmm. Uh, though i I, you know it does require like at a point you have to sit down and decide all right I, i need to commit to doing it because it can get tedious and I think part of the tedium is difficulty um, mm-hmm. like you mentioned this game is hard um, it's hard for a couple of reasons uh, some I think are fine some of the reasons I think are fine some of the reasons I don't think are fine um, specifically the AI is like relentless yeah um, they are given the the way each level is balanced uh, is you, you you can choose from a sort of menu of options um, at the beginning of your turn or beginning of a game to deploy as you will but you have a certain amount of sort of deploy points um so and every one of these units costs something and you know the more expensive unit usually the the stronger and more useful it is um you get more of those points every battle phase which happens every five turns or so mm-hmm. and the what makes these uh these missions different besides you know the map layout and the objective is when you get to restock and what phase you get to restock in. So you may have some missions where you get all of your points up front in the first phase and you just have to deal with that for the rest of the game. Um, Or you'll have your deployment points spread across three phases or, you know, plopped into two different phases and you kind of have to play the game in like a, in sort of that momentum. Like, Mm -hmm. do you deploy, you know, more light scouty types for the first phase and then try to like hold out to the third phase when you can finally afford to get you know your big tanks and then then do your damage Mm -hmm. or do you try to do all that damage up front and try to get the game over as fast as possible um 
the enemies seem to deploy whatever they want whenever they want it feels like they play by those rules but like what they have their options are different than yours so it you're not ever playing on even footing regardless of how the phases line up or how your turns line up um they have different a different assortment of units that they can choose from they choose from them different times than you and you large and the fog of war is so um aggressive in this game that you probably won't even see them for several turns yeah and i don't even think that that part is i don't think all those things are necessarily problems but i think uh when it comes to strategy games information is the most valuable resource and <clears throat> them taking all that away from you can make a tough moment feel worse and less competitive in my opinion i don't know if you agree yeah i would i would agree like there are missions that come to mind where you have to take certain points and even though it's not a randomly generated map per se that the arrays or whatnot are always in the same spot you don't necessarily know those locations ahead of time so you still have to scout for them so i feel like this game encourages and it's almost a necessity to take around like a uh, a try or two to just deploy like scouts scout the map figure out kind of where things are at and then in your second go round at the mission or third go round that's when you really formulate your plan but yeah it i think this game could stand to provide a bit more information at the beginning to help players make those decisions on their troop loadouts each round or uh at the start at the beginning phase and subsequent phases uh deployment phases so um kind of it was surprising to me and just pulling the bit back behind the curtain for everyone watching this when we got the email about this game it mentioned just be just a heads up this is this is like a 40 hour game which is definitely not the length that you would expect from a game of this like looking at it first and foremost you think oh yeah this could this will be, be like a cool like maybe 10 15 hour campaign it'll be cool but <laughs> they warned us this is a long game which which surprised me as well and i think some of the length comes from the difficulty <laughs> like oh yeah you're going to be you're going to be doing these missions you know more than once um, mm -hmm. I feel like all of my every mission I've played I've played at least more than once and I've played this the way you described like the first attempt or two is literally me just trying to see the map and then hopefully mm -hmm. I can remember it for the next time um, or see how the enemy reacts to certain things so I can sort of plan around it mm -hmm. um, I think some of the AI is like I don't want to they're not inconsistent they're actually too consistent like they if they even get like a hint that I'm trying to set up a, a like a trap for them or like a flank and they know that any movement will put them in range of like counterattack, they won't move at all. And, mm -hmm. we'll, and there have been plenty of missions where me and the enemy are just staring at each other for several rounds. Um, either I'm waiting for another phase to deploy so I can like get something else in there or I'm just waiting to see if they move because I know that we both know that the first person that moves gets shot at. Um, that these sort of break down into those standoffs I think is both good and bad because it, it really it asks you to sort of trick your way around the AI but it it doesn't encourage you to do anything like the 
the AI wants to be passive to stay to keep itself safe, and so do you. But there's no catalyzing incident that that makes you do something. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's like it has the tension of like a good chess play where you're like you're, you're studying all the options, but there is no onus to do something else. Uh, there's no time limits. There's no uh, in three in three rounds uh, a random thing is going to happen. Like I, I feel like at least as far as I've gotten, I haven't seen much of the map trying to make me do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which sort of forces those moments that are tense, but like not always interesting. Um, I also find some of the lack of information early is actually problematic. Like uh, the tutorial, I think, is kind of not very useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I the a the enemies don't really fire back in the tutorial, so you don't know how much damage they do to you. Really, like you don't appreciate the damage these things can do to you till like the first get the first time you're up against live fire, which is the first mission. Um, also, the tor- tutorial just doesn't te- te- tell you things you probably know. Like if your tanks takes a certain amount of damage but don't die, then they're immobilized. Didn't know that until yeah. it happened to me. Yep. That, that feels like a useful thing I should have known before I ran my tank out there like it was immortal. Um, and it's the only thing that it happens to. Like, these five mm-hmm. life, you know, big patent tanks like are the only things that can be immobilized in that way. Everything else just dies. So, like, I feel like there should be a note somewhere. Um, things that have, like, ran- a random chance to misfire, they don't really point that out in a way that feels clear. Like, I don't say misfire, but, like, mortars, for example. Mortars, I think the the quote that they actually use to describe how mortars fire is that sometimes it hits another hex, which to me says sometimes it might hit a second hex, but what it actually means is sometimes it just won't hit the thing you wanted to. Um, again, something I didn't really felt clarified until I missed when I thought I hit. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that can miss. Again, I feel like this more onus needs to be put on that. Um, and for a game that does plenty of tutorialization, I think it feels like it, it misses like important things that I feel like it should say more often. Yeah, especially for kind of a tactical game where to make your tactics, you need valid information to make your tactical decisions. So mm-hmm. uh, to have that not be the case and kind of having to learn as you go, like you mentioned, uh, I, I would agree that it's definitely problematic and adds unnecessarily adds to some of the frustration of the difficulty. And it doesn't necessarily explain some of its own mechanics, um, especially when you get like a new unit. Like sometimes it will, and sometimes it won't. Um, and I, I wish the game sort of made an effort to show you the best way to use some of the stuff that you get your hands on for like brief moments of time more often um, or like things that you might see even if you don't have access to it like I think you encounter mortars before you get a chance to have one for yourself mm-hmm. um, the way sort of line of sight can work and sort of the, the units you'll find that can move and shoot versus ones that can't move or have to move or shoot um, they come in several shapes and sizes and they're and like the weapons are marked by like a little icon on the actual menu 
but you might see the enemy use one before you even knew it existed. Um, so I wish like some of that was pointed out um, because I feel like that would do great work to sort of uh, rebuff and that feeling of like that you're already on a back foot and that there's just so much you don't know. I feel like knowing is what changes things from feeling difficult to feeling manageable, but like fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing well, I mean, is a reason why Dark Souls isn't hard, quote unquote. Yeah. It's like you just have to learn it, learn this language. Well, as they say, knowing is half the battle. True. G.I. Famously. Though I, I do find that what I like about this game um, in relationship to like other sort of strategy tactical games is that this feels more like a puzzle than it does like a tactical game. Whereas mm-hmm. like XCOM might feel like a tactical game where you're like commanders handing you tools and you have to like finish the objective. This feels more like a you have a narrow sort of scope of what you need to do and a narrow sort of path to do it so now you kind of it's really about making the right turns win mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a whole different way to think about tactics um, and when games embrace sort of being more of a puzzle than like like your your, gener- your general sort of tactical vibe I feel like you can make more interesting games that way um, and this feels a lot less like an XCOM and more like a what was that game like a unity of command that felt like really narrow like you have this this stuff and you have to get over here and like you can only do it in so many turns or like that that kind of stuff really is a different kind of way to look at the genre and then i'm glad that there are more people following like the into the breach um footsteps of trying to meld these things into like a a place where you can have both yeah it's this is one of those games where I think if you go in expecting like like an advanced wars, you'll be really starting off on the back foot where if you approach it more of of a puzzle game and that mindset of okay, how do I work out this situation? Um, you might be in a better better spot to succeed, I think. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think expectation needs to be managed to get a, a really good um to really get in the good mind space to appreciate what the game is doing well. Um, I think what you also need to do early is that if you like, if you want to see the end of this game and don't want to sort of stumble over yourself to get there, like consider playing on the easier mode. Um, as said, this game is difficult and not always for reasons that feel good, but I think the the, the actual tactical like romp happening here is cool. But mm-hmm. I mean you don't want to if you I, there have been plenty of times in this game where I thought I was doing something well and then suddenly four APCs come out of the darkness that I didn't <laughs> over there and just wipe out the, like my entire back line and then I'm basically screwed um, if that if you don't want that to happen to you every single mission maybe just play like the more casual mode just to get the story out because I think the story is interesting enough to see the end I haven't gotten like I've gotten to the point where I'm probably going to switch to casual so I can see the end of the story, but I don't know that I want to play you know twenty hours more of me beating my head against this. Yeah, yeah, the story is definitely intriguing enough to make me want 
kind of in the same similar boat. I, I'm I want to see where it goes, but the trial and error of just simply getting basic information each map is head. It's lost much of its charm at this point, and. Like you, whether I switch to probably switch to relax mode to finish it, um, but I I am in, definitely impressed with the, what Zachtronics has managed to do here, and I'm impressed with their commitment to like setting a mood and setting a tone for like mm-hmm. that time. The dialogue, the way it's written, is written like a a war movie about like a Cold War squad in the '80s. Like it's they even have like real field manuals from 1982 uh, that the military used in action um, like PDFs of them in the game that you could find yourself reading for a half hour instead of playing the game because I just I was under the impression that this had some tie to this game in some way nope it's kind of just mood dressing but like Mm -hmm. that it's even there makes a suggestion about kind of the audacity they have to make that mood um, is a solitaire in the game as well that that apparently soldiers played in the eighties. Um, its commitment to once you do get to the second act and sort of see, you know, why the civil war thing is happening, um, how it make it spends so much time trying to plant its setting in this particular sort of vision of 83 and then how it subverts that so uh, dramatically is such like a a cool thing that I'm glad the game I'm glad Zachtronics has has even made the attempt to do um, so far I haven't seen the sort of setting and story twists express themselves in the actual gameplay specifically yet but mm-hmm. um, maybe that will happen in the third act I'm not sure um but yeah, I think at the very least, some of these problems I think could be fixed in a sequel. I think some of them just kind of need to go back and sort of re- like rethink. But as a as a first like step into this genre and this in an attempt to sort of move it into and, and try not to sit in just one of the like the sub the, the several subgenres and try to move them into one thing and try to make something interesting, I think this is a good first attempt. Yeah, it's at least an interesting one um, that you know maybe hits as much as it misses. But I think anyone who is a fan of tactical games and, w- and is looking for something that's I don't know a little bit more um, on the edge, a little bit more um, fringy, this might be something uh, you're looking for. Yeah, I definitely think it's worth checking out if you are a fan of tactical games. Um, it's twenty bucks, so it's not a huge. Huge investment. So, uh, and like you said, it does enough interesting things. The setting and the story is interesting and worth experiencing. Um, I think it's it's an easy recommendation if you are kind of in a market for a new strategy game that might be not quite what you're used to playing. And if you're a Zach Chonics fan, you probably already yeah. know this because they make. Um, very interesting puzzle games. So mm-hmm. take take that sort of approach and that impression that you have with their like Exapunks and um, Space Cabin and all that kind of stuff. 
and apply yeah. that to a tactical game. And I think you, I think you kind of already have in your head the idea of what they're trying to do here. Um, they get released the fifth. You said it was yeah. twenty bucks. November fifth. Yep. Um, November fifth. And I think it's on Steam and it's Steam for sure. I don't think it's on any consoles yet. No. I don't know that we have word that it ever will be necessary. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, if you... Chances are, if you're, like, hardcore in the, drama, in the genre, you already know this game's coming out. But if you, mm-hmm. if you missed it somehow, like we did, um, I think it's worth your I think it's worth your time. Yeah. Shout out to Pop Agenda just picking up all sorts of really good games though yeah and i think um they they're curating a sort of mood or a sort of vibe in a game where like it's just a little different it's it's something you expect but it's just a little bit different and i think especially this year they've had like a plethora of those games and Mm -hmm. you might wonder i don't know if you anyone who's like in the scene you can kind of tell there's some certain pr sort of people or sort of outfits might gravitate to particular types of games and if you saw you know pop agenda is representing a military tactics game you might wonder why trust them yeah. <laughs> they're, they're doing it because it's weird pop agenda knows what they're doing what games they pick up and publish right. uh, and help out so i think pop is one of those publishers right now where any game they support will instantly be on my radar just because of their good track record. It's the same way I feel about like Annapurna. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I trust their judgment pretty much implicitly. So when a game like this comes across our desk, like like you mentioned, we hadn't heard of this game before. Suddenly we got hit up about it and it's like, okay, let's check it out. We did and we were impressed by it. So yeah. It's got the in like um, old Devolver. I mean, I guess even now Devolver, mm-hmm. but like Devolver has like a a line that like you know when they're when they're publishing a game, it's for a reason. It, yeah, it, it checks the boxes that they're usually interested in. If you know what those boxes are, then you you can determine if you're interested too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Mobius eighty three. I'm not sure if what will go up first, um, my written piece or this audio piece, but um, consume both. Yeah. When you are listening to this, just know that uh, there will probably be, there currently is, or there will shortly be also a written piece over at irrationalpassions.com. And in between and around those written pieces, you'll find plenty of our uh, next-gen coverage. Yeah. Just like everybody else's. Um, and that will keep us busy for probably the rest of the month. So um, stay tuned for that as well. Yeah, and if you want more Pop Agenda goodness, we just did put out a bunch of Bug Snacks content, because uh, that just released as well at the time of recording. So check that out. And, yep. And uh, yeah. follow the Twitter account for Irrational Passions at Irrational Pod. Um, follow me. Uh, on Twitter at Jared John Scott at Solid Snake One Twenty. 
That's Solid Snake 120. Follow the rest of us. I'm not going to go through the list. Mike's yeah. not here. He has to defend himself. No, yeah, that's fine. Uh, follow us on... You can find our video content and stuff on YouTube at youtube.com slash Irrational Passions. We're also on, also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Irrational Passions. And, of course, the website proper irrationalpassions.com so um and stay tuned for the next review discussion until then scott thank you uh thank you right back sir good talking to you absolutely and we'll see y'all fine folks uh folks later